on the record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Looking across the Atlantic, uh, it might have been easily overlooked given the mugshot scene around the world, but there was actually a primary between everyone else who is looking to become the Republican candidate in next year's presidential election. Uh, that took place uh, on Wednesday night while ever- Donald Trump uh, wasn't there. John E. Grieve is a senior political reporter for The Guardian based in Washington. Joan, uh, in the absence of Donald Trump in the field, did it feel like that debate was a touch of Hamlet without the prince? Yes, indeed, it did. It was funny because even though Donald Trump himself was not there, it still felt like in so many ways he did uh, shape the debate because some of its most illuminating moments happened when they were discussing him. For example, uh, at one point, one of his opponents, uh, former New Jersey governor Chris Christie, said that uh, Trump's behavior had been beneath the oath of office, and it kind of sparked a a clash with one of the other uh, candidates who rushed to Trump's defense. So it was interesting that even though Trump was not there, and it did feel like, you know, a a play missing its star, he still managed to shape the conversation so much. Which then seems like an an interesting um, prospect for the other Republican candidates to have to deal with, because Either you try to be a Trumpist or a slightly more acceptable package of Trumpism or you try to repudiate everything that he is and everything that he's that he's brought the Republican Party to doing in the last seven years. And it sort of feels like that way yet he's shaping the contest irrespective of whether or not he's ever in the room. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think it has really put the other candidates in a really difficult position because they want to sort of you know stake their own territory in this primary. But at the same time, they're dealing with the the reality that so that Trump remains popular with so much of the Republican base. And so they have to sort of walk this very fine line between trying to create their own identity, but not uh, alienate the voters who still think very highly of Trump. And I think they're having a really difficult time doing that. Yeah. How, how do you do that? How do you try to be the acceptable face of Trumpism while, while not being Donald Trump itself? Do, do you try to be a Chris Christie character? Do you try to be Mike Pence and say that you you represent that agenda and that legacy, but that you're not the problematic front face of it? How, how do you go about doing that? How do you reinvent Trumpism without Trump himself being at the forefront of it? I think that the, the various candidates have tried to go about it uh, in various ways. When you, we think of someone like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is in uh, second place right now, although I will say a distant second place from what we can see with uh, at least with polling, it seems like the way that he has gone about it is tried to be, uh, you know, uh, he, has, he has tried to embrace much of Trump's policy, um, uh, much of his policy agenda without actually being Trump. You know, he kind of, you know, it's he he's never I don't think he's ever explicitly said this, but he pinch, essentially pitches himself as Trump minus the scandals. Right. Right. But then you also have candidates like Chris Christie who are saying who are like flat out rejecting Trump and Trumpism and saying that this is wrong. This is not the direction our country should go. And I think it's worth noting that they're both having a difficult time attracting voters. You know, Chris Christie more so than uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But it is fascinating when we look at the polling that Trump is just so far ahead of all of his opponents. So I think they really are having a time just uh, trying to get out anyone having a hard time. Everyone is having a hard time trying to get out of the shadow of Trump. Mm. Um, just when you mentioned that Ron DeSantis, by the way, is a distant second. How, how distant are we talking? How, how ironclad is Donald Trump's command on the Republican primary? We are talking something to the tune of 40 plus points, uh, which is just, I mean, it is really oh. difficult because something that we have known for a while is that there is this um, there is this portion of the Republican base that is so loyal to Trump to the point that they will uh, they will stick with him no matter what. And no matter what now, of course, includes these four indictments that we have already seen. And there's been some debate really among you know political reporters about how, how big basically is that group of people? Is it 20 percent of the Republican base? Is it 50 percent? And what we're seeing is that 
that there does seem to be this 35 to 40% of Republican voters who are just a lock for Trump and they are sticking with him through thick and thin. And they are really not wavering at all. If anything, the indictments appear to be having this sort of a rally around our man effect. And it does seem that it is actually causing people to go to Trump even more. There was a recent interesting poll out of the first voting state of Iowa that showed that in the days after Trump's Georgia announcement was, or excuse me, his Georgia indictment was announced, his support actually increased by five points. So it does feel like there is just a real, um, yes, a real rally around our man effect. And it is making it even that much harder for the other opponents to break through. Mm. Uh, so DeSantis is in second place, a distant second place behind Trump in those primaries. Uh, one name which isn't very familiar on this side of the Atlantic, but he did sort of grab the spotlight in that first debate uh, the other night was uh, Vivek or Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, not someone that's very well known outside of Republican circles. Tell, tell us about him or what his prospects might be. Yes. So uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is an entrepreneur. And uh, prior to his decision to run for president, I don't think he uh, on also on the side of the Atlantic, I don't think his name was very well known, to be honest. Um, but he's really uh, he's managed to really increase his name recognition by uh, uh, putting a lot of his own money toward his campaign. And I think one of the reasons why he was able to um, get so much attention uh, during the Wednesday debate is in part because he uh, because a lot of the other candidates were uh, so, somewhat critical of him. They sort of painted him as uh, a rookie, as you know, vice former Vice President Mike Pence said at one point. But it had this interesting effect because he, between his defenses of Trump, he he was a candidate. Ramaswamy was a candidate who really jumped to uh, Trump's defense when Christie was criticizing him, and he promised to pardon Trump if he were elected president. Between that and the fact that you know he was he, even though even though the other candidates were criticizing him, they were also in the process kind of giving him more attention. They were like you know they were lending him more airtime, and I think between those two things. It brought it brought such attention to him in a way that he uh, that he would probably would benefit from in the primary because, like we were just saying, so much of this is trying to break through and get out of Trump's shadow. And even though there was a lot of criticism lodged at him, I feel like it will still uh, help him in the terms of just people knowing his name. Indeed, and I suppose if he might be labeled as a rookie, I suppose it is worth saying that the last guy who won a Republican primary had never served in public office before either, and it didn't seem to be any impediment to him uh, before he ran and won the presidency. In 2016, uh, Joni Grieve, senior political reporter for Guardian US based in Washington. Thanks very much for giving us the lowdown on everyone else that isn't uh, Donald Trump in the race. Uh, we're going to be talking about the success of the Irish athletes in Budapest at the World Championships when we're back after this. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Transformation always disrupts, but it doesn't always need to be disruptive. On News Talk.